Hey, good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of the Free Community Church. So glad that you could join us here on our live stream, coming to you from One Commonwealth. I've got my coffee with me, and I'm just very thankful that you probably have got your coffee with you, and um, joining us bright and early for a time of worship uh, to, together. Now, because this is a live stream, it means that we can interact with one another. And one way we can interact with one another um, is to use the chat window on our YouTube uh, chat. And um, I'm going to greet everyone by saying, peace be with you. Um, and you can respond online by saying, and also with you. So why don't you leave one another with a greeting of peace as we get together to worship God this morning. Let's prepare our hearts by responding to this morning's call to worship together. Come, walk in green pastures. We follow the shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We trust the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are fed by the shepherd. Come, Dwell in God's house. We live in the shepherd's care. Loving shepherd, you know our names and you care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May we dwell in the house of goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. Amen. So we're going to come to a time of worship in song together. And while we cannot be all physically together this morning, I invite you to join our worship team and our production team who have lovingly put these worship videos together so that we can worship together. And you are at home, you can use this opportunity to stand up, lift up your hands and sing out loud because no one else is going to be seeing you uh, from where you are. But let's uh, come together and join our hearts for a time of worship. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we came. because we came let's sing it again as we gather may your spirit work within us as we gather may we glorify your name knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship because we came oh Lord we'll be blessed because we came Lord we come with a heart of gratitude 
grateful for life, for health. Through this epidemic, you have taught us so much during the year to love differently, to appreciate, and also form new ways to connect with others. Today, we offer our hearts to you. After the pride, after the fall, the hands of mercy opened wide. After the rain, after the flood, you set your promise in the sky.
for me and you. The Good morning, and thank you for joining us. Today, I'm going to lead you through a prayer meditation um, on a passage from the Bible and invite you to enter into that space um, of imagination. And this is adapted from 1 Kings chapter 19. What are you doing here? Then the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. 
So it was when they heard it that they wrapped their face in their mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to them and said, What are you doing here? God, you are not found in the wind that tears the mountains and shattered rocks, nor are you found in the earthquakes that shake the foundations of what we take for granted as certain and stable, nor are you found in fires that rage and burn in our lives. The translation of the phrase, still small voice, is inaccurate. This phrase is a Hebrew idiom that means complete silence. So God, you are found in complete silence, not in the drama of wind, earthquake or fire, nor in the dramas of our lives. And in this complete silence, you ask us, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? May we still ourselves even when we face wind that tears into mountains and shatter rocks, even when earthquakes shake the foundations of things we hold on to for stability and certainty, whether we experience fire that rage and burn, we remain anchored and trust in your abiding love so we can hear your voice in the sound of silence instead of the cacophony of voices around us and in our heads. God, you ask us, what are you doing here? And you ask us again in the midst of the drama, what are you doing here? In the craziness of what is happening, we may lose sight of who we are, where we are, and whose we are. And you have to ask us yet again, inviting us to enter into that still silence, to be embraced by you and sustained by you. This is the invitation to be still and know you are God. So God, may we ask ourselves, what are we doing here? May we find the stillness. May we find the silence. Silence not the absence of you, but silence feeling your presence. And God, may we do for others what you did for us. Repeating the question, 
how are you to those around us? And instead of allowing each other to deflect the question with just okay, when things are not okay, may we allow ourselves to pause, to connect with one another so we may be able to enter into the space that we are vulnerable, to share more authentically and to care more deeply for one another. How are you? How are you? And so I read again, but this time adapted from the new Revised Standard Version. What are you doing here? Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. And when they heard it, they wrapped their face in their mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And then there came a voice to them that said, What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Amen. Have our hearts, O oh Lord. Have it all and expand our hearts. Expand our hearts and minds to be wider, to draw our own circles wider, to welcome all in. Lord, shift us into the places where it's uncomfortable for us and welcome, help us to welcome all of your creation, all of your children in. And with this next song, we worship. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. No one stands alone, we'll stand side by side. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle, draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. No one stands alone, we'll stand side by side. Draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Circle wide, draw it wider still. Let 
this be our song No one stands alone Standing side by side Draw the circle Draw the circle wide Draw the circle wide Draw it wider still this be our song No one stands alone Standing side by side Draw the circle Draw the circle wide Draw the circle Draw the circle wide Draw the circle, draw the circle wide No one stands alone, we'll stand side by side Draw the circle, draw the circle wide Come draw the circle, draw the circle, draw the circle wide Draw the circle, draw the circle wide No one stands alone, we'll stand side by side Draw the circle, draw the circle wide Draw the circle, draw the circle wide draw the circle, draw the circle wide. Uh, good morning, church. Welcome to the Sunday service of FCC. I'm having a bit of a problem with my laptop, but the service must still go on. So today, we are using uh, Mentimeter. So if you are using Mentimeter, Mentimeter do join us on Mentimeter, menti.com using this code 54490243 so that you may join us in this sermon. We have just actually completed a series on uh, we can switch the mentee now. A series on living a resurrected life to the different individuals that Christ has encountered. And then from there we actually learn what we may learn from them in our personal relationship with God. So today we are actually embarking on a new series uh, on Ecclesia. What does Ecclesia mean? Ecclesia actually has got two, two parts to it. One is actually ek, meaning uh, out of, and then kaleo, meaning called. So we are being called to. Ecclesia means the gathering of people. And actually in the Christian context, it's the assembly of Christians gathered together to worship God. So as we enter into the third week of the month long phase two heightened alert, it certainly feels like deja vu again. 
And that time has turned back to one year plus ago, when the COVID pandemic has started uh, affecting our lives. But actually, uh, it was also during this period that we are actually, FCC was actually pushed to embark on the path of broadcasting our services online. So as we look back at this one and a half year plus, how has suspension of church service changed the way that we relate to God? How has it changed the way we worship God? And how has our relationship with the church actually changed? So I invite you to type in your answers on menti.com using the code. So at this moment, let me, while we wait for the responses, let me try to connect again. <laughs> Okay, so the suspension of church services. Are we happy that we do not have to wake up early on Sunday morning and drag ourselves out of bed to travel to church? Or maybe that two hours free on Sunday has freed up time for us to catch up on things that we are unable to do on weekdays itself. Do we, not being, do we miss not being able to come together you know, as a congregation to lift up our voices in worship? Do we miss the interactions we have with one another? Or does it not make a difference that after this one year, whether FCC resumes on-site service or not? After all, the idea of an online service is that we can catch it anytime as long as it's broadcasted, and there's no rigidity in watching and being together at the same time. So, suspension of church service, let's look at some of the responses. It has deepened our faith more intention in forming connections, easier access to worship is inhibited deeper engagements with church members. No change, still close good, still close to God. That's good for you. Make the world smaller with internet. Make me curate social circles tighter. Increasing the time spent on small, medium and big screens. Make me miss the sense of gathering together. It doesn't feel connected during worship singing. Allow me to be more consistent with attending church. Can we scroll down a bit? Involve a lot of hard work. Will that be for the production team? <laughs> so I think suspension of church service actually it's different for different people. Yes, indeed, it involves a lot, a lot of hard work for the AV team. Blessings to them. So bless, blessings to those who are up at the Hive today. I'm glad to move online as they have allowed me to connect with church online from overseas. I think this is a plus for those people that are overseas that are, that are not able to join us here locally. Reduce social interaction makes me feel isolated. Makes me feel that I need to show... Never mind. I think the, as the responses keep on coming in, you can actually uh, go back online to actually catch up on all these uh, responses. Makes me feel that I need to show gratitude to the people working hard behind the scenes. Make me closer to God. No shaming if you can't sing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But even if you can't sing, if you sing, on live, if you sing live on site here, 
there also should not be any shaming because we are singing for God. So, as you can see that this one and a half years uh, doing online services, some of us, we are actually on the side of missing on-site services very much and your faith journey has actually been affected. Some of us are still doing well with online services and we may continue, choose to continue to watch online even if on-site services resume. Or that we might actually find that Sunday services actually are not that important to building us up as a Christian. And therefore, now we are liberated on Sundays for other interesting things that catch our eyes. So does this not make us question what is the role of the church in the life of a Christian? Is it just a two-hour service where we get to sing a few songs, say a prayer, take the Holy Communion, listen to the message, and then life goes on? Is it the cell groups that meet together? But can cell groups continue to meet outside of the church context that we actually do not need the church? Is it the ministries that we serve in? And what happens when the functions of these ministries no longer, is no longer needed? For example, during this period of time, the welcome team actually does not need to come on-site because there's actually no one to welcome here on-site. On oh, the Hive people say, yeah, the welcome team should be here to welcome them. Okay, so FCC, as a church, has got many positive things going for it. I think we've got a bunch of very talented, creative and intellectual folks that brought the church this far. We've got a fantastic name, Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. We've got a wonderful tagline, Welcome Home, that evokes a very nice and comforting image. We generally do have an open and welcoming community uh, due to the nature of our small size. And we talk about issues that other churches do not touch on. And we are quite accepting of different points of views in both theological understandings and in our perspectives in life. But however, FCC is not perfect. I think that FCC gets a pass on the free part, but as for the community and the church part, I'm not sure how well we are doing as a community and a church. I always wondered if FCC stands for a free community club or free community centre, whether or not it will be more popular and successful and has less pressure on us living up to the name as a church. I've been attending FCC for a very, very long time and I've seen many, many good things and bad things happen. I've seen people come and go and some of them return again. I've seen the demographics of the church changed through the years from mainly a LGBTQ congregation to a now more inclusive one with straight allies and families. I've seen students grown into working adults and that reveals my age. I've seen an initial congregation of almost 80% male that has now evolved to a more even balance in the gender divide. But I've also heard of many people who are disappointed with FCC, who have left us because they feel that we do not preach, we do not practice what we preach that actually we are not truly welcoming at all. And while on the surface we are all cordial with each other, hi, morning, how are you, just as Miak has uh, prayed just now, there are actually many broken relationships that remain unhealed within this church. Some individuals and some small groups are still being discriminated against, though of course this is not outwardly apparent. I think this underlying discrimination may be due to age, it may be due to the way we look, the way we talk, the way we behave, or even the language that we speak, as FCC is actually quite a homogeneous church 
in being majority English-speaking and middle-class, educated middle-class folks. I think it is tough to be a church, especially a church like FCC. The leadership has spent years trying to figure out what FCC means as a church, what holds each of us together as FCC. I think effort has been put in to the many iterations of our faith statements, of our church vision and mission, what FCC leadership should look like, what is our stand on issues like LGBTQ, transgenderism, and sexual ethics. In case you do not know, actually all this are actually on our website, which very, very few people will actually bother to go and read because it's just a long, long, wordy paragraphs and messages. But I think all these are part of the process of us figuring what FCC as a church stands for. But I would like to extend this question to you. What is your ideal church? What comes to your mind when you hear the word church? Or what kind of church would be the one that you'll find yourself drawn to and want to belong to? I think we can all agree that a church it's not just the building that we gather together in. It's not just these four walls that hem up this place. The church is made out of people like you and me. So while we are talking about the church, we are actually talking about us. We are talking about us as a community of people gathered together. Wow, your ideal church is heaven. So can we make this heaven on earth? The hands, feet and reflection of Christ, a place when the broken are healed. A safe place to be, to connect with God and connect with each other. Welcoming of people focused on Jesus. Flexible, community-oriented, forgiving, empathetic. Leaders who lead by example. Forgiveness. A second family away from home to grow together in God. A safe community working to serve God together. One that stretches me as FCC does one where I can find and be a part of a community, make friends, show solidarity with each other. People I can speak to every day and not only on Sunday, a safe community working to serve God together. A place to connect with the universe. A place where we can be our true selves without fearing to be judged and discriminated. I think indeed these are, I mean all these are the different ideals that we have. And for each of us it will be different because our ideal church is different because of how different we are and the needs that we have. Equality, freedom, loving. I love FCC and FCC loves you too. One that accepts me for who I am. Or do I want to show my heart like that? <laughs> a place that I feel safe and that people are real and focused on community. Where you feel at home and you can create a sense of home for others. Okay, I think I continue to welcome you to uh, type in your responses to this uh, question, what is an ideal church? But I'd like to talk about some of the Bible verses which talks about the church. So one of the Bible verses is uh, Acts 42 which is a very, very common uh, Bible passage. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of the people, of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. So I think whenever we read this passage, I think the first thing that comes into our mind was, oh no, are we called to sell all our properties and share our possessions you know, to give to anyone in need? I think this is probably never going to happen in our lifetime as a church, but never say never. So if we may not go to the extent of selling our properties and our possessions, are we actually able to devote ourselves to teachings and to fellowships, to breaking of bread, and to prayer outside, outside and beyond, like you say, beyond this Sunday ritual of the Sunday service. Are we able to pray together on weekdays? Are we able to break bread? Are we, going to, are we able to fellowship? So another verse that talks about the church is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. In verses 11 to 13, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So when we read these verses, what are the, some of the words that popped out for you? So for me, I see God, I see Christ, I see fellowship, I see together, unity, love, one body, and one spirit. But if you ask me, I'm a person who seldom mentions God or Christ in my conversations, unless I'm up here preaching. I have a grouchy demeanor that doesn't make fellowshipping with me easy, if you do not know me. And even as we are all Christians, our understanding of all these terms, though commonly used in the Christian context, can be very, very different. So to some, fellowship and togetherness actually may mean spending time with each other and getting to know as much about each other as possible, whereas to others, fellowship may be limited to church contexts only, like services and cell group. And only when God comes out in the conversation, then it's considered fellowship. Any other thing is just daily cordial conversations. Unity to some of us may actually mean to avoid confrontations and thereby holding back difficult conversations where we see things that we do not agree with. We may even have, each have different ideas about who God and who Christ is and what we as a church are being called together to be. So why are we still here in FCC? Why are you here today? Do you feel called to? Or is it just an obligation? 
Or are we here because our friends attend FCC? And now due to COVID, our friends are not here and therefore there's no need for us to be here too. Would we be back if church reopens again? I think only you know the answer for yourself. So if we do not see the need for a community of believers together, then we will not see the need for a church. So the word community comes from the Latin, uh, communitas, and actually in Greek, the closest word in Greek is koin. So both the meaning of these two words are actually common. So one of the closest words in New Testament that contains the root word koin is the noun, konoinia. Konoinia means fellowship. It also used to denote communion, communication, contribution, and participation. As a church, we are called to communicate with each other and to contribute and to participate in the kingdom of God. No human is an island. No human being is a silo. Though some of us may indeed prefer to be left alone as much as possible. But we know that human interactions is one of the very most important aspects of our well-being. And even though we may think that we can grow our faith individually, we don't need the church to grow. But this coming together as a community is important for us to be able to participate in each other's lives. When we see another fellow believer walking strongly alongside God, we get encouraged by them. Who knows, you may even serve as an encouragement to another person. When we see a fellow, deliver, fellow believer faltering, we are able to extend a hand to help and bring the person up. But that is only when we, are able, when we are walking alongside each other and know what is going on in their lives. I think the church does not just serve as some place for us to passively receive and to grow individually in a personal context. But rather the church is a place where we can build each other up as we journey together. From there, then we may learn to expand this community beyond the church and be of service to the less fortunate, to those who are oppressed and persecuted. So FCC as a church of about 100 people, it always feels strange to me that the turnover of the people is so high. I started my Christian journey in a very small family church where the people in the chain stays in the same church for years and years. But in this time that I'm with FCC, I can count only a handful of people that has actually remained with us in one capacity or another from 10 years ago. So I'd like to ask you, for those who have been with us for a while, if I ask you to think of the names of some of the folks that has left SCC, how many names will you be able to come up with? One? Five? Ten? Or more? Would you remember their faces? Or when was the last interaction you had with them? Or do these people become out of sight, out of mind? People live for many reasons. Some live because they have migrated out of Singapore. Some live because they have outgrown the church or FCC does not serve any purpose anymore in their lives. Some live because of broken relationships and some live because they feel being let down by FCC. I'm not saying that, you know, just because you attend FCC, you have to stick with FCC no matter what. But if you happen to be the one person who chose to leave because of any unhappy reasons, please know that with each person's leaving, there will always be a gap left behind no matter what. Your presence does make a difference, even if we do not make you feel so. Do know that you have not been forgotten. In FCC, we use the words authenticity, vulnerability, social justice, 
radical love very, very often. I think these are the ideals we strive for as a church. Or these are the ideals we think that we want as a church. But I question whether do we really want them or are we just paying lip services because this sounds like fantastic, perfect values that a church should have. I think to be authentic requires us to be genuine to our hearts and our thoughts. But how often do we hold back for fear of not being accepted for our views and perspectives, just like one of the response just now of what an ideal church should be? We say things that people want to hear instead of initiating difficult conversations. Or sometimes we use authenticity as a weapon to hurt others, using blunt truth as an excuse for saying that we are just being authentic. Vulnerability exposes us to a possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. I think vulnerability is hard and very, very often painful. The logical thing for us as humans is to push away anything or anyone that causes us harm. But how often as Christians are we told to do the opposite of what the world would do? Would we be willing to be vulnerable if we know that pain is on the horizon? Or would we rather actually hold up, wall ourselves up and defend against any possible harm to us? Social justice is another common topic for our sermons. But how many of FCC social justice ministry have we taken part in? The tea shelter, tea mart, visiting the elderly in the Commonwealth neighborhood, the IMH visits which are currently being suspended. Not just by financial donation, but by saying that we are willing to take the step beyond, to make a difference, no matter big or small, to make this world a better place for, des for those less privileged than us. Radical love. How do we practice radical love when we are not God? How can we love if we are unwilling to put down the hurt that we suffered? Or the resentment that we harbour against those that have hurt us? Or the pride that we cling tightly together to because we do not want to yield to others? When we interact with each other, do we have a ruler in our heart to measure what we give and receive? And we make sure that the pros are tilted towards us, because this is what the world has taught us. That even if we have Christ as an example of radical love, we do not have the capacity in ourselves to go to the extent of radical love for others. Are these the values that we think FCC should embrace and uphold? And if we are agreeable to these values as a community, then are we as individuals willing to take the risk of getting hurt, make the effort to practice, and we fail and to step up again and again and continue on with the fight. Just like the song says, if God has not given up, can we not give up, not because of each other, but because of God? But if your answer to this is, no, I'm not willing to try, then I'd rather that these values not be preached at all in FCC, and certainly not from the pulpit itself. I think for me, in my faith journey, I always go back to Henry Nolan's moving from solitude to community to ministry every once in a while. You can find this article online and you can Google on it. In this article, no one talks about how Jesus spent the night in solitude with God. In the morning, he gathered his apostles around him and formed community. And in the afternoon with his apostles, he went out and preached the word and healed the sick in Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 19. No one says it starts with solitude, with us being with God and God alone. And in that communion with God, that we discover the call to community, it's remarkable 
That solitude always calls us to be two community. In solitude, you realize you are part of a human family and that you want to live something together. Community is not easy. Someone once said, community is a place where the person you least want to live with always lives. I think to me, so in Jesus' community of 12 apostles, the last name was that of someone who was going to betray him. That person is always in your community somewhere. And in the eyes of others, you might be that person. So to me, you know, it sounds like what a family is. I think even with our biological family, we may not be able to love each other unconditionally. And we are impatient, we fight, we don't put in the effort to display and express love because we think that, you know, this is, we take for granted because we think that this is already expected. People already know, your family already know. But what more a family of choice, like a church, where we did not know each other from birth, we have different upbringings, we have different thoughts and value systems, we have different habits. We have different cultural backgrounds. But ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Family means that we got each other's back, no matter what. So Henry O'Noan continues to say, within the discipline of community are the disciplines of forgiveness and celebration. Forgiveness and celebrations are what make community, whether a marriage, a friendship, or any other form of community. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is to allow the other person not to be God. Forgiveness says, I know you love me, but you don't have to love me unconditionally because no human being can do that. To forgive other people for being able to give you only a little love, that's a hard discipline. To keep asking others for forgiveness because you can only give a little love, that's a hard discipline too. If you can forgive that another person cannot give you what only God can give, then only you can celebrate that person's gift. Then you can see that the love that person is giving you as a reflection of God's great unconditional love. Love one another because I have loved you first. When we have known that first love, you can see that love that comes to us from people as a reflection of that. We can celebrate that and say, wow, that's beautiful. I would like to continue to encourage each of us to continue in our journey with God in solitude and as a community and move beyond to ministry. I think the journey ahead will not be easy, but with us alongside each other, may we be able to lift, uplift one another just as God lifts us up. I'll end today sharing with a definition of church which I like very much. Church is a group of people who find themselves in a relationship with one another because of their relationship with Christ. So indeed, may FCC be the church that God calls us to be. Amen. We continue our time of worship together uh, by celebrating the Holy Communion. At this point in time, uh, it will be a good opportunity for you at home to prepare your elements to represent the bread and the wine. We gather each Sunday at this table 
Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So at this table, this table recognizes no boundaries. And here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us. Trust your caring presence and provision that our actions may proclaim your truth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Loving God, our Good Shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. You know us by name. We offer grateful thanks for your loving care. Open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your Spirit in our lives. Lead us in right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can. Restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. We remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We're going to invite um, you to prepare your elements at this point in time as we distribute um, the elements over here to the people who are on site here at FCC.
come to the table and feast with the shepherd. Let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving. Together, God, God of, of love, love, you abide with, with us. Your loving presence stills us. You provide us all we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us. May our lives reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen. Thank you, one and all, for joining us today for our Sunday service here at FCC. And thank you, Jamie, for that um, sermon and kicking us off on this brand new sermon series called Ecclesia, what it means to be the church. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, there's a lot of things that Jamie said that made me re reflect on our journey as a community. And I really like her definition of church, not just the assembly of people that are called and sent out, but the one that she ended with about the relationship, the, this group of people who find themselves in relationship with one another because of their relationship with Christ. And uh, all of the wonderful people and sometimes challenging people that we have to interact with as part of that relationships that we find ourselves in. Uh, truly that it means, uh, gives us opportunity to practice um, continually what it means to, to be the church. So thank you, Jamie, for kicking us off for the sermon series. This sermon series is going to run all the way until August and each week we're going to be exploring a different element of what it means to be Ecclesia. So I invite you to join us uh, for this sermon series. I also want to use this moment to also welcome those people who may be joining us um, for our service for the very first time. Uh, if you are new with us, we encourage you to scan this QR code or go to fcc.la slash fccwelcome and please do share with us your details there. Uh, next week, uh, we are also going to have a virtual newcomers meeting. And uh, if you're interested in joining us and finding out a little bit more about FCC, please uh, email info at freecomchurch.org and we'll send you the login details to join us right after our Sunday service. We're now going to continue our time uh, together uh, by worshipping God with our giving. Now, as Jamie has mentioned, you know, um, in Acts chapter 2, it said that people sold of all of their property and gave of all their, their possessions and they brought it towards the feet of the, the apostles. And I think that that's uh, really important for us to reflect at this moment, the mindset that the, the Christian, early Christians had and how they gave of themselves, their resources, their talents, their time to being able to serve one another. This is not a call to give all of your property and all of your possessions to give to FCC. 
Not at all. But I think it's important for us to see as stewards of what God has given us, how we are called to contribute in the different areas where we can be the church, whether it is through charitable givings, through different organisations, areas of justice that you might be interested in. But also, this community is able to come together because of the generosity of all of our members and you and I as we give towards our funds, being able to resource this ministry to be able to serve our community. So this morning, there are two ways that you can join us to worship God with our giving. Uh, you can use um, PayNow and the two QR codes uh, to be able to give to either the general fund or the building fund is put up there. Or if you prefer, you can give to the general fund by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. And we're going to, um, I'm going to pray for us as we prepare to give. And we're going to leave the QR codes up there for a, for a moment so that you can prepare your giving this morning. Dear God, we thank you for calling us together as your people, as ecclesia, as an intentional community coming together to do life together, to reflect who you are and to be your hands and feet to the world. God, I just pray for all of the people who are part of this community who are participating in the giving today. God, please help us to be able to be good stewards of what has been put at our feet this morning, to be able to resource this ministry and this church. And I also ask you to bless every person who gives this morning to whatever the work and that may that, that giving be multiplied back to them in so many different ways of blessing and so that people can be able to um, see that when we give, we are not going to, uh, to give our place of lack and not going to be um, lacking things as a result of our giving, but as a gratitude that you are the source of all of the resources that we have. And that through our resources you have given us, we can then resource other people and be a blessing to others and to the world. God, we thank you for the leaders of this church, for the members of this church, for the ministers who care for each other in this church. And God, help us to use these resources, both people and financial, to be a blessing and to be your church for the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you again for joining us for Sunday services. I just want to give this opportunity to say a big thank you again to Jamie, to all of the people who serve and make this Sunday service possible. Just got a few announcements uh, to share with everyone. The regular announcements are all can be found at the beginning of the service and the end of the service so that we're making this announcement section uh, shorter. Uh, but the first announcement that we have this morning is that we do need volunteers to be able to help us to make these Sunday services happen. And we also have a lot of projects, including some of the upcoming ones where we are utilizing a lot of video and audio to being able to bring those segments to life and those events to life. So if you're interested in finding out more about the production ministry and especially the video and sound ministries, please do drop us a, an email at info at freecomchurch.org. We'd love to give you a behind-the-scenes tour, share some information um, uh, for you to, to be able to consider if this ministry is able to be, you're able to serve in this ministry and it's something for you. The next announcement that we have is, um, and we're moving in chronological order, is that next week, we're going to begin um, our first event 
of Hard Truths as part of the Singapore annual Pink Fest that is happening in the month of June. So next Friday, join us online on live stream um, for our very first panel on talking to Christians about LGBTQ issues. And if you're interested in that, you can, the, the link to sign up is over there on the slide. FCC.law/heart-truths will be the place where you need to register to receive the live stream link. The following week, we're going to have a topic on queer aging. Um, you know, um, for some of us who are getting further on in years, um, this is going to be really um, something that is top of mind for us. And the third topic is being transgender and Christian. So please do sign up for any one or all of these sessions at fcc.la/heartruths, and we'll see you one of the Friday evenings in June at 8 p.m. Um, online that will live stream right here from One Commonwealth. The next event that we have got is on, that will be happening on the 8th of June is Huosui, Living Waters in Mandarin, where we have a special speaker, uh, Reverend Ouyang from the US, who will be joining us uh, by live stream. And so if you're interested in hearing what it means to be a, uh, to be a queer Christian, uh, please do email also info at freecomchurch.org to be able to join us on the 8th of June at 7.30pm. And no, I'm not going to attempt to do this announcement in Mandarin, so let's just move on. <laughs> the third announcement that we have got is that we've got a very special Ping Dot service. You know, Ping Dot is on the 12th of June this year, a digital Ping Dot. And so we're going to have a digital Ping Dot service uh, where we're going to be looking at um, allyship and how we appreciate the allies in our lives and our families who have been such an ally to many of the LGBTIQ people um, in this community. So if, uh, we would love for you to join us on Sunday the 13th of June to come and hear some of these stories and some of these things that we'll be sharing from different people contributing and saying a big thank you uh, and also sharing the importance and of the journey of allyship. So join us on the 13th of June for that. One final announcement is that after the Ping Dot uh, Special Sunday Service on the 13th of June, we have got a, um, an online seminar on lasting power of, a of attorney. So if you're looking at what are the options that's available to you to be able to leave your legacy to the people who care and matter to you, um, especially as an LGBT person who may not have be, you know, you may not be familiar how the law uh, protects you or doesn't protect you uh, and your uh, assets that you have, please register for this session on the lasting power of, uh, of attorney um, and also the, you know, to how you can prepare your final instructions should anything uh, uh, happen as well to you. So on the 13th of June at 12.30pm, we're going to have this virtual session and you can register um, at that email uh, account. So this brings us to the end of our announcements. I would like to invite uh, Reverend Miak back to share with us the benediction and to close us off for today. Miak. People of God called to be ecclesia, 
called to love each other as Christ has loved you. Remember that we are not God and we don't love perfectly. But we continue to strive to love to the fullest, to love each other to the fullest. And as we love and expand our ability to love, we transform ourselves and the world. And so go. Go even though you fail. Go even though you stumble. Go even if it breaks other people's heart. When your intentions to love falls short. Know that as you continue to push yourself to love as fully as you can, God will be with you and God will change you. And through you, the world is healed, mended and loved back together again. Go in peace always. In the name of Jesus, our lover, our friend. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Hope you sign up for all the different events that's going to happen very, very soon. And look forward to seeing you um, on, online next Sunday. Goodbye.